Hey, I'm Jesse. If you didn't catch Devotion 304, maybe, maybe go, go back and watch it because this is our very last devotion in 1 Corinthians. And I've, this past week, through the sermon, through the devotions, I've been trying to zoom out book-wide to show this theme, this model for how the church works. And it doesn't, it doesn't look at all like the model that most of our churches today use. Most of our churches today use the paint a Superman S on your chest and act like everything's good and you're super righteous and, and, and then let your sin just kind of fester in the dark and then eventually explode and hurt people um, or just live your whole life with this duality to it where you're acting like you're okay and you're coming to church acting like you're okay, but really you're being eaten up inside. And, and what we've tried to show from the sermon through this week is that what Paul did with the church of Corinth was totally different from that. This was a severely, like, deeply, deeply messed up church. My sermon this past weekend, we counted 14 really significant errors that, like, the Christian Post would have had a field day with, you know? I mean, they, they, just one of these 14 things would have uh, earned a billion dollars in revenue for some of the members of the Christian slander industry that we have today, the for-profit industry that exposes other people's dirty laundry. And this church gossip culture uh, that we have, it, it would never have crossed Paul's mind in the way that he approached the Corinthian church. At the end of chapter 12, he says, I'll show you a better way. In chapter 13, he, after expounding upon a catalog of the spiritual gifts, says that you use them in love. And then in the end of the book in chapter 16, verse 14, he says, do everything in love. And that just changes everything. What we introduced yesterday was this idea of doing everything in love and living out what Paul has instructed the church at Corinth to do and emulating this model for church means not only exercising church discipline in a gracious and proper way, but it also means forgiving people who have wronged us. So yesterday I asked the question, would you be willing to pray the prayer of Jesus on the cross for his crucifiers, for those in the church who have wronged you? It comes as a particularly painful thing because you kind of expect people who don't have the Holy Spirit to, to jab you. You kind of expect people who they haven't confessed Jesus as Lord and they have not come to a place where they've confessed their own sin and received the forgiving grace of God. You don't expect them to be particularly forgiving. And so you expect a few arrows from them from time to time as you carry out the will of God. And they're, they're doing exactly the will of the Satan, perhaps in whom they profess disbelief. But it hurts all the more when you're in the family of God, in God's church, among people who all profess belief in atoning grace and forgiveness for sins, for them to withhold forgiveness from you or to treat you with contempt and satanic hostility and to come at you slanderously. And, and if you've been hurt by church gossip or wronged by Christians, it hurts all the more because it's like, you ought to know better. You're a Christian, you're a child of God, a recipient of grace, and you're being utterly graceless. You're a recipient of mercy, but you're being merciless. You've, you've, you're a beneficiary of God's love, but you're being totally unloving. And that's what makes it hurt all the more when a Christian hurts you. And what really stinks is that if you're gonna step up and obey the Great Commission, in my experience and not in my experience alone, uh, most of the arrows you take as a Christian are gonna hit you in the back. They're going to come from other Christians, and those hurt so much more. So are you ready to say with a fully clear conscience, God, I'd forgive my brothers and sisters in Christ 
who have wronged me. I pray, God, that you would forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They thought they knew what they were doing, but they really didn't know. God, would you not hold this sin against them? Would you throw it as far as the east is from the west? Would you not even let them get busted in it or exposed, even in the way that you may have been exposed? Let them continue on. In fact, let them even be blessed. Despite their sin, let them be forgiven and blessed. And God, maybe even cause them to prosper. If you do this, what you're really praying over your brother or sister in Christ who's wronged you is exactly what God has done for you. Doesn't this come down to like vacation Bible school basic, the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you? So if you're ready, right, without, without dredging up the details of the way in which you've been wronged in the past, uh, uh, as a, an author of some, some really strong books, R.T. Kendall. Um, he and I may not see perfectly eye to eye theologically, but he's written some great books. Uh, and one of them was called Total Forgiveness. Um, and in this, man, um, he brings the gospel to bear uh, upon having been wronged. And he personally is of the conviction that if you've been really wronged, that you come to a point where you just stop retelling the story of how you were wronged. This may be different from, say, uh, someone like Talian Chivijian, uh, the grandson of Billy Graham, famous pastor who was leading a great ministry and then fell into some sin. You know, five years later, after repenting, you know, he was back in ministry again, which is really cool, but he feels the need to, like, unpack his own past story over and over again, and he ministers from it. Bit of a different animal. What R.T. Kendall is talking about is not retelling the story of how you were wronged. And in fact, that's kind of treating it the way that God treats it. Choosing not to remember it anymore. Uh, what Chavidjian is talking about is telling his testimony of repentance. So in this case, do everything in love and applying what we've seen in 1 Corinthians, if you so dare and if you have eyes wide open as to what you're doing and if you have a clear conscience to do it, I, I pray that you'll join me in this prayer. And this is how we're going to close out our study in 1 Corinthians that you're gonna forgive the people in the church who have wronged you, that you're gonna do everything in the church in love. This is the better way, the most excellent way to live out the church life. Are you ready? Let's pray. God, without dragging out all the old details of how they hurt me, I just want the faces of those who claim your name and who have shared the same cup and bread as me in communion in the past, but who have, who have hurt my life, who have hurt my soul, who have affected me professionally, financially, my physical health, or legally, whatever the case may be, Lord, we bring the faces to mind of those with whom we've harbored bitterness. And God, we pray that you would forgive them for the way they wronged us. We know that they probably don't really care about our forgiveness of them. They probably forgot that they wronged us. 
and whether or not they're open to a restoration of the relationship, God, with their faces. In our minds, perhaps one at a time, perhaps all at once, Holy Spirit, work in our hearts. We go before you and we say, God, forgive them. They didn't really know what they were doing. They thought they did, but they were wrong. Would you not count their sins against them? Would you throw what they did to me as far as the east is from the west? Would you cause them to prosper? Would you bless them? Set our hearts free from the bitterness. Set our hearts free from the vendetta. It is yours to avenge, God. You will repay. Now let the peace of God just come rushing in. We have been forgiven much. And so we will forgive and forgive and forgive. Let the enemy not sow seeds of division within your people. And if there is to be a restoration of the relationship, then let it be to the fullest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.